Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Lord, have your way in this service. I thank you that you're here. We can feel your spirit moving, Heavenly Father. You are a way maker. You are a miracle worker. And I declare miracles into this atmosphere this morning. I declare freedom. I declare breakthrough, peace and joy, life flowing towards every single person here this morning, Lord God. And so I'm just, just started preaching before, and as soon as he started preaching over Pippa, I felt like I, I received a word for you. And it's like every single time you've taken a step forward, the, the enemy has challenged you, and it's like you've, you, you've received a part of the puzzle that looks like it's coming to completion, and then something gets taken from you, and it, there's been a buffeting, a, a forward and back, a side to side, and it's there's been a wearing down. Galatians says, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season, I tell you, your due season is upon you. You're about to enter into, for lack of a better term, plain sailing. I feel like you, you, you know you've got all the equipment, you've got everything set up and in place, but it's like there hasn't been any wind in your sails. And I feel the, the, the moving the Spirit of God filling your sails that he's going to take you further faster you will get to what he has promised you and it will be with less effort wait on me trust in me I think of Psalm 46 10 where it says be still and know that I am God right now is not a time to do more it's a time to still yourself and allow heaven to smile upon your life bless Tom bless his family in all they do in your mighty name Jesus come can we just Put our hands together this morning. Bless the Lord. Thank you, team. You guys were phenomenal. Brilliant. Brilliant job. Drew, you're always amazing. I love these guys. They get here early. They, they practice. They rehearse. They set up for you guys. Is it good to be in church? Good to be standing in the presence of God? Why don't you elbow bump, fist bump, high five, hug, give somebody a kiss on the cheek, whatever you feel comfortable to do this morning before you guys grab your seats. We're going to come around the world and I'm excited for this this morning. Fantastic. It's good to see so many beautiful, smiling faces. It's really nice to have Ainsley Walsh back with us. We love you, Ainsley. It's so nice to have you here to see you. And I don't know about you, I had a great week. I had a really good week. Big week. They're always big. They're always full. We had a prayer meeting on Tuesday night, which was awesome. And I just want to encourage you, if you can't get there physically, on, on every second Tuesday night, we're Zooming these prayer meetings as well. And on Tuesday night, I don't know if even Amanda would agree or not, but there's something shifted. You can pray and you can pray and you've got your generic prayers and you've got your, let's go through our list of what, but something happened kind of midway through and it was like, that atmosphere shifted and, and something changed. It was like a weight entered the room. It was literally like God entered into the space and we, we hardly had to pray anymore. Some people were weeping. Some people were, were sobbing. And, and it, it was more our hearts had engaged heaven and, and change was happening. And I want to encourage us here that if we just sat in the presence of God, our lives would be transformed. We need the word. We need we need connection to heaven. We need worship. We need all. But more than anything, we need Jesus. And in the season we find ourselves, we, we just need Jesus. 
And Jesus in that place and in that moment has everything that we need. So I want to encourage you. And the, the, the reason I, I did this, and I've, I've done one now on Proverbs as well, which I'll get printed up, and then I'm going to do one just on, on all different scriptures, is when you do a devotional, this is a 30-day, really easy devotional, just of something. So if you don't have it, when Justin says get it, they're free. They're not, we're not charging it. I just want you to get it. It just sets up a discipline in our life to position ourselves to hear from God. The Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed. And he's used it as God inspired. In other words, what's in the word God wants you to know? He wants you to hear. He wants you to receive his promises, his blessing, his peace, his wisdom. All knowledge flows from the scriptures towards our life. So I I just want to encourage you. They're they're super easy, so short. I might even read one now. Just because I've got the microphone and I can. Day four. We're not in day four if you haven't already. You're on day one, but Psalm 27. So this is how you could start your day. You could finish your day. You could be going through a, a moment in your day and go, you know what, I just need to tap out for a second and refresh, plug in, whatever. So Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. So that's the scripture. So I start with scripture and then I just wrote, God will only ever be what you or what we allow him to be in our lives. So so I've just done this, just trying to provoke thought. Because he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. But he'll only ever be our light and our salvation if we allow him to be. If we invite him in. If we say, God, okay, I'm here. Be to me what you've promised me. It says, if he's, a, if he's a religious add-on or a good luck charm, that's the level that he will operate in your life. But when we make him the Lord of our lives, as David did, there is a confidence and strength that rises within because he is ever-present. David's desire was to dwell in the temple of God and be, to be surrounded by his presence. You know, just ask the question, what's your ultimate desire? What's your greatest want in life? When it's God and his faithfulness, you will never lack anything. You will always stand upon the solid rock of salvation. And and when I go through a devotional like that, or I just, I I intentionalize five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it might be, it's almost like I hit that reset button. And it doesn't matter what I'm going through, what I'm facing, what I'm challenged by, my eyes are lifted again to where my help comes from. Because ultimately, my help comes from the Lord. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, I'm going to, as I said, do another one, and I will print up enough for everybody in church and hand out to friends. But who's ready for the word this morning? I'm ready for the word. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to be in church. Two of my favorite people on the planet sitting on the front row, Justin and Angela Malaco. These guys have been a rock in our world since day one. They are magnificent. And we love them. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for every single thing you do. Drewby, take a seat. Get rid of this cord. I'm feeling a bit naughty this morning. I don't always feel naughty. I think it's because I'm starting holidays tomorrow. But I don't always, but I do today. I'm just going to let you know up front. 
And darling, you can't stop me doing anything. <laughs> Fantastic. The title of my message today is Unstuck Breaking Change. Unstuck. Have you ever found yourself stuck in, in a moment? Stuck mentally or physically? I remember driving up to DI. I was, I was with a friend. We were in a, a well-equipped big Dodge Ram. You know, it was, we had everything we needed. We had the, we had the, shovels, we had the snatch straps, we had everything we needed. If we got stuck, we were getting out. The, the truth is we didn't get stuck, uh, but there was just as we went up the beach, and I know Kyle know what I'm talking about here, uh, people were stuck all the way up. And, and I think in life we find ourselves stuck at times for a few reasons. Um, it might be bad luck. It, it might be bad planning. It may even be bad decisions that we make, but all of us at some point find ourselves stuck. Uh, I remember being at massive surf at North Avalon, Avalon one day and I, I swore I was going to drown uh, because I hadn't read the conditions. I hadn't seen the rip pulling out to sea. And I'm talking like this rip was pulling hard and fast, hundreds and hundreds of metres out to sea. Uh, I was a young guy. I was eager. I, I think about my Noah and my Zach now and even if they want to go out in big surf and I'm freaking out on their behalf because I, I know I can, I can see a rip there. I can see, but I, got, I found myself stuck. And as I paddled against it, there was literally nothing I could do to get unstuck. And, and, and I had to sit there for a moment and allow myself to be pulled by the situation, gather my thoughts, get my senses together and realise I can't paddle against this. I have to paddle out of this. And it took me a long way from where I wanted to be. I wanted to be closer to shore. I didn't want to drown. I wanted to get back into safety, but I couldn't go directly against the rip. I had to allow myself to be taken further out, further off course, so that then I could get out of what was pulling me. So often in life we find ourselves being pulled, and I just want to get here, but I can't get here. Stop fighting. That song that we were listening God is doing so much more than you could see or understand and he's working behind you on the circumstances that you're worrying about and he's saying, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, come to me, seek me, petition me and watch what I will do. He will help you get out of that stuck place. He'll help you get out of that rip that is pulling you. But we don't want to get further away from what we want, but sometimes we have to. And, and if there's anything I'm, I'm noticing at the moment is that humans don't like change and change is being thrust upon us. We're finding ourselves stuck in new rhythms and new flows that in the natural we can do nothing about. But the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. But, and it's not, we fight not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. That yeah. your fight is not in your circumstance. Your fight is not in the place where you, you're stuck. Your fight is to open heaven over your life to gain heaven's wisdom, heaven's touch, God's perspective, so you can flow for a season with what's pulling you seemingly off course to get to where God wants you to be. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I remember, you were with me, I'm pretty certain, when we were, I was going to a, a party in the city, my sister was having a party, and we got into an elevator and it was jammed. It, like, I'm talking, if it said 16 people limit, there was 26 people in there and we were breathing in and it was, it was not a nice feeling. 
And suddenly the elevator stopped mid-floor. Now, we thought we'd overloaded the lift, but what I didn't realise is was my knucklehead mate, Brocky, had pushed the emergency stop button, thinking he'd just push it and then pull something and then we'd go again. So he's thinking, ah, five minutes, I'll just, I'll just push the button, we'll sit here and, and everyone will freak out, but then I'll start it again, we'll go down and everyone will have a good laugh. Well, about an hour, an hour and a half later, mid-floor, stuck, emergency workers coming to try and open the doors. We weren't happy. Brock kept very quiet until after, but it was not a nice feeling to be stuck. But the problem was the more people freaked out and sucked oxygen out of the room, the more that people shouted and the less sanity there was in, in the box. The, but the more people relaxed and calmed down and somebody spoke with a voice, it's all right, people are on their way, we're going to get out of here, just relax. People, you know, and there was people in there that were claustrophobic. And, but it was uncomfortable. Can I encourage you, God is always with you in every situation, even when it's uncomfortable. Like Justin referenced before, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. So if you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation right now, know that God is with you that you're not alone. You're not going through this alone. He won't leave you and he won't forsake you. He is able. And I, and I shared this, uh, I think, last week. The, the, the way we get unstuck is to realise that God is able. Yeah. Ephesians says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now to him, to Jesus, the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus, the Saviour, he is able. I want, to, I want somebody to hear me this morning. You find yourself in a situation or a circumstance that is uncomfortable, that is flowing against what you necessarily want to be, God is able. He is willing and able. He wants to set you free. I'm going to share this later. It says that the reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. He is willing and able to get us unstuck. In, in Galatians 5.1 it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. If you've been set free, you're free. It says he who is free is free indeed. And don't let yourself, don't let your thoughts, take your thoughts captive, your mindsets. Don't let yourself be carried back to that place of bondage or, or being stuck or being, uh, you know, entrapped. God has set you free. Walk in your freedom. Walk in the freedom that God has for you. Amen? So the scripture I'm referencing this one is Mark 5, starting in verse 1. It says, They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, where, and when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. He'd often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart, broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and the hills, he would cry out, cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, in God's name don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? 
My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. I love this. And I actually, I love how descriptive the Bible is. It says, here is a man that lived amongst the tombs that was demonized, that was possessed, that, that couldn't be bound, that no matter what people did to him in chain, he could break those chains, but he saw Jesus. And upon seeing Jesus, he ran towards him and fell on his knees. <coughs> Just think about that for one second. All of society would come around this man. And they couldn't stop him. They couldn't contain him. They couldn't bring peace to his world. They couldn't shift his situation. The only thing they could do was chain him. He was cutting himself. He was in pain. He was, he was not of a sound mind. He was, he was taken by situation and circumstance. There was nothing in his world that brought ease to his life. But upon seeing Jesus, he ran and drop to his knees. That blows me away. How often do I not run to Jesus when I've got the world swirling around me? How often do I look to every other thing and try and make things happen, try and spin plates, try and juggle balls, try and make it all happen where I could just look to Jesus, where I could run to him? And it's, it's human nature not to because we're taught you just get over it. Just make it happen. Come up with an answer. Come up with a solution. You've got to make ends meet. Jesus says, no, come to me. I love Melissa's message last week. Come follow me. You want to find the right rhythm for your life? You want to find how life works? Come follow me. But we want to overcomplicate life in Christ. We want to overcomplicate relationship with Jesus. You know, the, the Jews, we, we came up with law after law after What's the law of Moses? We've got 633 laws. Jesus just says, love God and love people. Upon this, hang all the law of the prophets. Don't overcomplicate what I've made simple. I came to do away with what was so that you could look to me and find peace and joy for the journey ahead. Amen. So this is an amazing story. And Jesus is in one place doing the Jesus thing. Miracles, signs, wonders, raising people up, healing people, forgiving people, touching everybody that was, he's doing that. But he says to the disciples, you know what, we've got to go to the other side. we got to cross over. There are more people that need what I have. There are more people that need to get unstuck. It's, it's good that I'm with this group of people and, and they're getting freed, but there are others that need to be freed. Can I, can I encourage us here this morning, side note, God wants you to be a part of the freeing process for humanity. God wants to empower your life. God wants to use you to see others set free in his name. And, but, but while he's way over, he said, you know, we've got to leave here to get to there. They're in a boat, which isn't unusual because most of these guys were professional watermen and fishermen. But a great storm arises and they're freaking out. You all know the story. This is on the way, but you wouldn't think that would happen because Jesus said, I have to go there. So everything will just line up perfectly. Life doesn't always work out perfectly. It doesn't always look like we think it will. But if you're on the direction that, that Jesus has called you, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face, if he's in your boat, you get to the other side. And, and, and they were freaking out, but Jesus wasn't. He was asleep. He was at peace. He was resting because he knew the outcome. Can I encourage somebody here this morning? God is working all things together for your good. And I've said it a thousand one times, but, but God doesn't look at our circumstance like we do. He sits outside of the bounds of time. 
looking back saying all things work together for your good. I've already worked all things together. You're walking through a challenging time right now, but if you keep walking through that challenging time, you'll meet me out here in your breakthrough, in your freedom, in, in this place where you're not stuck by what you're stuck right now. Can I encourage us? Keep walking. Let's, let's change our perspective. Let's lift our eyes. Let's wait on him. Yeah. And I love what the disciples say. Jesus, don't you care? Who <laughs> knows that when you're in a troubled time or a pressing time, sometimes you say dumb things. Yeah. Jesus always cares. He's all love. He's all knowing and he's, and he's a loving God. He cares. He cares. Just keep him in your boat. Keep in pace and rhythm with God, with the Holy Spirit, and watch what he will do. But anyway, it's easy to read a story like this and go, this guy is messed up. What a, what, a, what a messed up guy. This guy's living in the tombs. This guy's naked. He's cutting himself. He's demon-possessed. If we're honest with ourselves, we're all a little messed up. We're all a little naked. We're all a little chained. Our chains may not be as evident as his are, but we've all got it. And, and that, what, what's good for me is that that locates me yeah. and that locates God. That in my brokenness, in my mess, in my chain-stuck state, God can do something. God can make a difference. He can, he can loose me to where he... God wants you free today. You didn't come here by chance. It's, we're not just, yeah, hey, we're singing the three songs and then do the offering and then... No, no, this is a God encounter moment today for you. Amen. Let it be what God wants it to be. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning and do a work in your life, and, which is a work of freeing. Amen? Amen? The amazing thing is this guy was constantly tormented. He was tormented by things on the inside and people on the outside. He had issues, but he was also that wasn't the only thing that was tormenting him, holding him, binding him. He was already also tormented by people on the outside. He had lots of demons. And Pete, you can correct me, but he says, what is your name? He says, Legion. Now, Legion in the army is at least three to 6,000 members make up a Legion. 5,000, is it? Roman Legion. A Roman Legion, 5,000. And then and through the scriptures, we say that he will call on 12 legions of angels. And I looked that up this morning. It's like 12,000 angels in each. He'll call on 144,000 angels to come and minister to. Like, he had a lot of demons. And, and whether it's few or many, most of us are, are dealing with some kind of demon. And I do want to locate us this morning. So that, that may be the demon of fear or the, the demon of guilt or the demon of regret from past actions or, or, or fear of the future or even confusion about today. It doesn't matter what it is, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. We need to ask and imagine that. We need to open our mouths. We need to bring to God our issues, our mess, our nakedness, our, our chained state so he can do something with it. Amen? And, and as I was mentioning, the interesting thing for me is that these people weren't trying to get this man healthy. They just wanted to contain him in his situation and put him out. Don't come in within the city bounds. Don't come close to us. We want to chain you and leave you out in the cemetery. That, you know, Jesus doesn't come to fix the blame. He comes to fix the problem. Mostly we want to fix the problem. That guy's messy. That guy's wrong. That woman's this. That guy's that. We want to label people. Jesus wants to remove labels from people's lives yeah. so that they can get unstuck. Most people are stuck in life because of their identity. 
things that have been spoken about them, things that have been labelled upon them. They're this, they're that. You'll never amount to anything. You can't do anything. You're the divorcee. You're the, you're the addict. You're the whatever it is. Jesus comes to remove labels and say, you are mine. Come follow me because you are mine. I want you unstuck. I want you for now is the greatest opportunity in history, I believe, for us to open wide our eyes and see what God is doing in the earth and what he wants to do in each of our lives. And it's a good thing. I said it last week with Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future. And I hope God has plans and purposes for every single one of you. And even if you can't see how they're going to outwork themselves, he has plans and purposes that are good for your life. Amen. Amen. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. We, we try and fix the problem by fixing the externals. But you can't fix the internal problems with an external answer. Jesus always comes to fix the internal so that then we can function well externally. And, and I want to encourage you, don't hide what's on the inside. With God, be real. Can I encourage you this morning, just be real with God. Just be honest with God. I, I had a great chat with, with George this week. We had a men's breakfast on Wednesday morning. And I said, George, you've navigated a, a tough path. I hope you don't mind me saying this. Uh, and if you do, I'm sorry. I'll boil your coffee later. <laughs> He just said, I said, George, you've walked a really tough journey and you've done it well. You've done it really well and you're a great example for others to follow. I said, how do you do that? He said, I just get real with God and I just get real with myself. Yeah. And I thought, if all of us could just do that, not hide behind our mistakes, our failings, our faults, our whatever, we've all got them. If I could just get real with me and just say, God, do whatever you need to do in this situation to, to change me, to be more like what you've created me to be, the world would be a far better place. And we would all set that example of, of light and, and soul. A, a bright, shiny light. I just, but it, I, it just it struck me that, again, the simplicity of walking life in Christ, we don't have to overcomplicate it. Jesus wants to deal with what's in the, on the inside to set us free. Not everybody wants us free, but Jesus does. Uh, 1 John 3, 8 says, the, uh, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the, the beginning. But the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Jesus' mission in life is your freedom. The reason he went to the cross was that you could be free. And, and I want to encourage you. That's why we do life in community, to encourage each other through services, through connect groups, through, through Zoom meetings. Through, you're free. Don't be bound again by that which used to hold you. Don't do life alone. Do it with other men and women who have walked through brokenness, been healed up, been empowered and are walking strong in life. I just, want to, I just want to bring two quick thoughts this morning. No matter what stage of life you're in or what kind of difficulty you face, it's important to remember this. Search for Jesus. Search for Jesus. Desire more of Jesus. Want more of his presence in your life. God is never far from us and, and he promises that he'll be found for by us when we search for him. You know, Jeremiah 29, 13, you'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord. I'll bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. I love that. Jesus wants to carry us back into that place of freedom. That again, it's not on our own strength. It's not in our own desire. And he just wants us to seek him and then he will position us. I want to encourage us. 
How, how are you going to seek him further this week or closer this week or, or more this week? Never, no matter how hard your days of week or weeks are, have a commitment to search for Jesus, to return to him. I love it because the Bible talks about the fact that David had a heart after God's own heart. But David was also the, the one that had a, a husband killed, that, that committed an act of adultery with Bathsheba. But he would always return to God and say, I've failed. I, 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 in, in myself, I'm, I'm not enough, but God, you are my all. I, I, I repent today. And he would return. And it says that he was a man after God's own heart. You don't have to be perfect to reflect God in the earth. Amen. To reflect the nature of Jesus uh, to your friends, your family. they will they will see what you walk through. They will see your brokenness. They will see over the length of the journey that God's goodness in your life has changed you. And then they'll say, "Yeah, I believe." Yeah. Not by what I preach, not by what I, but how I do life, how I act, and how I am. Amen. Yeah. I said this last week that the Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. And our our fight isn't to be a Christian. Our fight is to believe that God is able. I want to challenge you this week to meditate on that thought that God is able. In, in your situation, in your physical situation, in your relational situation, in your finances, your work, whatever it is in your, in your mental state, in your worldview, I want to challenge you this week to flip a switch and go, I'm looking through the filter of God is able. I'm not going to look through the filter of doubt. I'm not going to look through the filter of fear. I'm not going to look through the filter of public or social opinion saying that I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I was 28 years ago when I found Christ. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I was. And God has done a work. His faithfulness has gone before me. His, his promises have shaped me. His spirit has empowered me to be what I can't be in and of myself. And it's, it's not through preaching. It's through me telling my story of God's goodness. Life's a journey of a series of events taking place that shape us. But we all have a story of being free in some way, in some capacity. Share that story with somebody else. Be, be hope to somebody else that is feeling hopeless right now. Be, be future vision for somebody that can't see clearly right now. Somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to know that they're loved by God because you're loved by God. You see, it says while, while we were all sinners, while we were all antagonistic to God and his ways, he died for us. And the Bible says that it, it's his will that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. God wants people to come to eternal life through you. God wants to use you. And I want to challenge this church. Let's not be a weak, impotent, voiceless church. Let's be the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Let's be the voice of one saying, I have the answer. The answer is Jesus. I've got the, you're accepted. You're loved. You're championed. You're welcomed. Come into the family. Come and join and come and have what we have. The Bible says freely given. If you freely receive, freely give. I want to encourage you, let Jesus just pour out of you every single day in every single thing you do. Amen? I don't know that there's anything more powerful than listening to somebody's story of, of freedom, of, of deliverance, of the grace of God. I'm going to finish with this. Uh, I, I told you all about a girl I prayed for that had been in a wheelchair, that had snapped her spine, had been in hospital for six and a half years, had tried to commit suicide three times, was taking something like 30 tablets a day medication, was in agonising pain, turned up to a wrong meeting in, in Melbourne 
and I prayed for it. God gave me a word of knowledge that somebody in a wheelchair, I'm going to heal you. Couldn't even see anybody in a wheelchair. A little head popped up the back. Her carer, who literally were in a convention hall, had taken her to the wrong meeting. Wheels her to the front. I said, you're, you're going to be healed today. God wants you to know that he's, he's with you. He loves you. He's, he's your healer. He wants to be. She gets healed on the, on the spot and steps up out of her wheelchair. To this day, she's healed. And she put up a post on Facebook um, and she said, I just want to let you know about the last three years of my life. For seven years, all I knew was limitation and being stuck and pain and hopelessness. And I got prayed for and in a moment, God touched me. In a moment, my life changed. And she put up 48 photos of zip lining in the dane tree, swimming in, in, you know, off, off the east coast of Australia, doing a, doing a half marathon, doing all these things. Her story's powerful because it's her story. And there's a saying that the person with an experience isn't subject to the person with a theory. People can say God's not real. God doesn't exist. He's not a healer. He's not a miracle worker. God's not love. If you've experienced that, it doesn't matter what their theory is. You know that you know that you know. Carry that in your heart. Be bold and confident. Can we just stand on our feet this morning? Revelation 12, 11 says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto the death. I want to encourage you here this morning. Let your life tell the story of the goodness of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.